The Retrogasmic Podcast is brought to you by Rosemary.nz, a one-woman business that designs and makes beautiful hot rod, rock and roll, and Kiwi Aina-themed men's shirts. Hop on to Rosemary.nz and see the vast selection of fabric choices and designs. That's Rosemary.nz. We interrupt this program to give you a bulletin just received from one of our naval units at sea. A large object traveling at supersonic speed is headed over the North Atlantic. Once a normal, voluptuously beautiful woman, she drove into a nightmare of horror and saw descending from the sky. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 23 of the Retrogasmic Podcast. As always, I am Dee Deluxe and I'm here to take you through part two of our blues special. So the last show was uh, pre-war blues from its inception through to the Second World War. And today we're going to look at the Second World War kind of onwards. Now, one of the big things that impacted the spread of the blues, especially across America, was the boom and busts that happened. Um, There's two or three major things, including the Depression, of course, and the the big kind of uh, concentration of, of African-Americans in the southern states suddenly started to spread when things got tough. They moved to other cities, they moved out of the countryside, and uh, this was known as the Great Migration. Now, following World War II, there was a, another big boom which caused another mass migration of the African-American population known as the Second Great Migration. Sounds very biblical, doesn't it? And uh, they spread all over the states. And this brought the music to other areas. And this was very, very important. Now, uh, one of the first kind of recognised uh, styles of, of post-war blues or electric blues as it, as it kind of ended up becoming was, was Chicago blues. People like Muddy Waters and Willie Dixon and Howlin' Wolf and Jimmy Reed. Now, we're going we're gonna to kick off with some music. Um, this is Muddy Waters' first kind of big success. This is a song called I Can't Be Satisfied. God, Lord, be her resting place. Woman, I'm trouble. 
I'll be all worried, mine. Well, baby, I can't never be satisfied. And I just can't keep on. Muddy Waters from 1948 on Aristocrat Records. I just can't be satisfied. So Chicago became the the centre for electric blues and uh, the style kind of typified by use of um, amplified electric guitar, sometimes slide guitar, um, double bass that you heard very clearly on that track, uh, drums and of course uh, harmonica or blues harp and uh, vocals put through microphones, actually amplified rather than just kind of acoustically. So you had um, people like Willie Dixon, who, who wrote a huge amount of songs. And uh, you know his, his songwriting was uh, pretty much the, the songbook for a lot of those early guys that had, if you like, crossed over from the Delta Blues. This is a, an absolute blues classic. This is uh, Willie Dixon's version of his own song from um, 1970, Have a listen to this. You'll know this one. This is Hoochie Coochie Man. Gypsy woman told my mama Before I was born You got a boy child coming Gonna be a son of a gun Gonna make these pretty women Jumping child and the world wanna know a word it's all about you know I'm here Everybody knows I'm here And I'm the hoochie coochie man Everybody knows I'm here Seven hour on the seventh day and the seventh month the seventh doctor said he's born for good luck and I know you see got seven hundred dollars
one told my mama, said, ooh, what a boy. We're gonna make a mini woman a job and child for joy. You know I'm here. man by willie dixon from 1970 and of course that featured the uh, legendary big walter horton also known as walter shaky horton willie dixon once said that he was one of the three great harmonica players of all time and the greatest soloist he'd ever played with when it comes to blues harmonica players there's very 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 few people you can uh, compare him to he had a, a unique style and uh, an astonishing level of talent he could play kind of thick rhythm stuff and beautiful soulful solos a very very talented man so the majority of the artists in chicago playing the blues were either on chess records or checker records and there were there were a couple of other smaller smaller labels around vj and, and one or two others but during the 1950s, the, the, the blues labels were suddenly challenged by the up-and-coming Sun Records, Sam Phillips label, based in Memphis. And he recorded B.B. King and Howling Wolf before he moved um, to Chicago in, I think, 1960, 1961. Once Sam Phillips discovered Elvis Presley in 54, the Sun label then kind of changed its perspective and started recording and releasing mainly rock and roll. And that had a huge, huge impact, as we know, on, on popular music. The blues, generally speaking, was the roots of what became popular music from the 1950s, especially rock and roll. People like Bo Diddley and Chuck Berry both recorded for chess and were strongly influenced by Chicago blues. And their kind of bouncy, enthusiastic rock and roll twist to the, the old traditional melancholy aspects of blues. So let's have a listen to a, a song from... 1955 it came out on the pie international record label and this is bo diddley playing pretty thing (laughs) 
Diddly. There can't be many musicians that have ever lived that basically own a rhythm like that. You hear that, and you know it's Bo Diddley. Yeah, clever guy. Uh, personally, I think there's a limit to how much Bo Diddley you can listen to because every single song has that groove pretty much. But, uh, you know, hats off to him, hats off to him. By the late 1950s, uh, something called Swamp Blues poked its head up over the parapet. This was um, developed in the southern states near Baton Rouge and you had people like Slim Harpo and Lightning Slim. Most of these people were on the Accello label. Uh, strongly influenced by Jimmy Reed and the, the generally had a slower pace and simple kind of harmonica riffing. Yeah, kind of, kind of a cool groove. It's a bit hard to explain. I think I'll play you something by Lightning Slim so you can just get your head around it. This is Mean Old Lonesome Train from 1957. Oh, I'd catch that train, man. That train my baby's on. I'd have been out well. I'm headed east. I want my baby back home with me. 
Beginning of the 1960s, the uh, the wave of blues popularity that had been sweeping across America at the time had been replaced by rock and roll and, and R&B. And it was, even though people like Muddy Waters were still playing to huge crowds, um, uh, some of the other guys, Big Bill Brunsey, Willie Dixon, uh, John Lee Hooker, uh, they started to find other ways of getting their music out to, to the, the bigger audiences. Now, B.B. King especially put together a big band, started using horn sections and uh, really kind of uh, dragged the blues style kicking and screaming into the kind of the the modern era. This is a wonderful track that um, is taken from the the concert at Sing Sing Prison in 1972. I think Joan Baez also played at the same time. And uh, B.B. King often said that this was his greatest ever performance. Have a listen to this. And when I came in, I had to sign in. And I noticed, I noticed one of the members of my group you seem to know very well. <laughs> How did it make me feel? Make me feel good because he works with me.
can you are jealous when we're born how blue can you get me But you said, I went in Cadillac. I bought you a $10 dinner. And you said, thanks for the snack. Once you live in my pit house, you said it was just a shack. I gave you seven children. As the 60s rolled on, uh, a British style of blues developed with bands like The Animals and Fleetwood Mac, John Mayer and the Blues Breakers, The Stones, of course, Yardbirds, Cream, Rory Gallagher, lots and lots of players, um, all hugely influenced by the blues and that created that kind of classic 60s blues-driven sound. Um, going to play you a, a, a song that was originally written by... Elmore James, uh, this is the Yardbirds. Uh, it was recorded in 1966, and this has Jeff Beck on guitar. This is Dust My Broom.
So in the 1970s, there was a resurgence in blues and the Texas kind of rock blues style emerged. People like the fabulous Thunderbirds, Stevie Ray Vaughan, of course, Johnny and Alex Winter uh, and ZZ Top. And these guys are are all producing some amazing stuff, but none of them really kind of um, got the success they deserved until late 70s, early 80s. So here's a little bit of Stevie Ray Vaughan from 1983 when he finally kind of broke through and uh, became the legend he deserved to be. This is Mary Had a Little Lamb. So the 1980s, mm, uh, an interesting decade, not my favourite for music, um, new romantics and synth pop and yeah, wasn't uh, wasn't great as far as I was concerned, but everyone's got personal tastes. Blues kind of took a, a smooth twist, southern soul and soul blues came around, uh, there was the uh, Malaco um, label in Jackson and uh, people like Bobby Rush, Denise LaSalle. 
Betty Levette, uh, Peggy Scott Adams, Shirley Brown. We're all doing this kind of groovy, smooth, solely blues stuff. Um, I'm going to play you a song by Little Milton called The Blues Is All Right Now from 1984, just so you can kind of get a, a, a taste of this. I'm 
So the blues carries on uh, throughout the 90s and the 2000s and to this day uh, there is a worldwide blues audience. Um, styles change, you know, people come and go, but uh, it's it's clearly the roots of what we call popular music and it will always be around. I'm going to play you a track as we get towards the end of the show now uh, by a guy called Charlie Musselwhite, one of my favourite harmonica players. Uh, this was recorded in early 2000s, I think 2002, 2003. Um, just listen to this guy blow. This song's called The Blues Overtook Me. Oh, boy, why? You 
must say another huge thank you to our wonderful sponsor rosemary.nz you want to get yourself a decent bowling shirt made to measure and uh, something that no one else will have hop over to rosemary.nz she will make you one to order lovely lady fantastic product uh we are going to wrap up the show today with uh a song from 1970 this is a classic example of uh, a rock band that had their heart firmly in the blues uh, we've already mentioned the Yardbirds and the guitarist from this band played in the Yardbirds before Jeff Beck joined, I believe. And uh, uh, whenever I listen to this song, it just tears me up. This, I think, is one of the greatest pieces of music ever recorded. Just the performance and, uh, yeah, I mean, this this almost brings me to tears every time I hear it. One of my favourite, uh, favourite songs of all time. Um I'm not even going to introduce it. Enjoy. Leave us a lovely review on iTunes if you're hanging around the area and I'll see you next time.
Oh, my tears, it felt like rain. 